गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीबडी आई संग्रा शर्मा आई एम गोइंग टू प्रेजेंट द हिंदू एडिटोरियल डेटेड ट्वेल्थ जनवरी टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी टू दिस पॉडकास्ट इज फॉर दोज हु डू नॉट हैव टाइम टू रीड न्यूज पेपर दैम सेल्स द एनालिसिस ऑफ द एडिटोरियल इज गिवन ऑन द लास्ट सेगमेंट ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड हैप्पी for social consensus against hate speech it requires consistent legal implementation over time in daily conversations that society needs to have this article is written by gautam bhatia on january 12 2022 the supreme court of india agreed to hear petitions again asking for legal actions to be taken against the organizers of and speakers at the haridwar dharma sansad held in uttarakhand During this the dharma sansad that had taken place between December 17 and 19 2021 numerous speeches had been made these speeches ranged from open calls to violence waging a war that would be more gruesome than 1857 or if we want to eliminate their population then kill them to the economic and social boycott of muslims there is no muslim buyer here so throw that vendor out and to dog whistles comparisons to the ethnic cleansing of rohingya muslims in myanmar before the supreme court it was argued that the reason why the court needed to take up the issue was that despite first information reports having been re- registered in the aftermath of the event no arrest had been made Meanwhile in the aftermath of a similar dharm sansad in Chhattisgarh the state police arrested one Kalicharan Maharaj who had accused Gandhi of destroying India and praised Nathuram Godse for assassinating him while it may rightly be pointed out that political patronage and ideological complicity are responsible for this contrast there remains a deeper problem and that is the absence of any legal or social consensus around what constitutes hate speech to start with it is evident that the statement for which kalicharan maharaj has been arrested no matter how personally dis- distasteful they might be do not or at least should not constitute illegal speech the fact that gandhi is a towering figure in indian history does not preclude individuals from expressing repugnant views about him and the circumstances of his assassination on the other end of the spectrum it is clear that direct calls to violence such as taking up arms and killing muslims are not and ought not to be protected and the right to free speech no society can survive for long when incitement to violence is normalized and enjoys legal impunity strengthens and entrenches However there are a range of cases many of them at the forefront in the Haridwar Dham Sansad that presents more difficult problems as societies around the world have long understood the harm in hate speech is not simply restricted to direct and proximate calls to violence hate speech works in more insidious ways creating a climate that strengthens existing prejudices and entrenches already existing discrimination a good example of this is the history of anti-semitism in Europe while anti-semitism took its most ghastly from infrequent programs ultimately the holocaust on a daily level it took the form of incul- inculcating in society a cultural common sense about the jewish people this cultural common sense traded on stereotypes and social prejudice and justified on going discrimination social and economic boycotts and ghettoization on a day to day level 
the end result of this which is the continued subordination of section of society can be accomplished without direct calls to violence this is why with the exception of the united states of america most societies define hate speech in terms of both inciting violence but also inciting discrimination this is why for example calls to social boycott a community fall within most definition of hate speech This understanding of hate speech is informed by a long history where violence and discrimination have often blurred into each other and where hate speech has not merely set the stage for future violence but has also been weaponized in its own right to further entrench and endorse inequality and subordination. Key problems. It is here that three further problems arise. The first is specific to India. Our laws as they stand are unequipped to deal with the challenges of hate speech the laws commonly invoked in such cases are section 295a blasphemy and section 153a of the indian penal code creating immunity between classes of people hate speech however is most certainly not the same as blasphemy nor is it captured by a vague phrase enmity between classes Hate speech is speech that targets people based on their identity, calls for violence, discrimination against people because of their identity. The Supreme Court has gestured towards this understanding of hate speech both in prior judgments and in the ongoing case involving Sudarshan TV. More clarity however is needed. The second problem is that hate speech by its very nature will not always trumpet itself to be hate speech rather it will often assume plausible deniability as has been seen in the Haridwar case where statements worded with the right degree of ambiguity are now being defended as calls to self defense rather than calls to violence here again the history of antisemitism in europe is instructive Over a long time a number of visual and verbal cues were developed that everyone knew referred to the Jewish community to the point where it was no longer necessary to take the community by name these included for example hooked noses and drooping eyelids and grasping nature among others indirect hate speech of this kind is known as a dog whistle while it may escape the attention of an external observer both the speaker and the listener know what and who is being referred to In the Haridwar case for example wild references about what was done to the Rohingyas fall within the definition of dog whistling any comprehensive understanding of hate speech is a matter of judgment and must take into account its ambiguous and slippery nature court's gaze is important the third problem is perhaps the most difficult and intractable as we have seen above no matter how precise and how definite we try to make our concept of hate speech it will inevitably reflect individual judgment if therefore social and legal norms against hate speech are to be implemented without descending into pure sub- subjectivity what is needed first is a social consensus about what kind of speech is beyond the pale in europe for example holocaust denial is an offense and is enforced with a degree of success precisely because there is a pre-existing social consensus about the moral abhorrence of the holocaust and the determination not to see it repeated social consensus allow us to discount what what about free and also distinguishes cases of hate speech from the other forms of confrontational or agitational speech that often comes from hitherto marginalized classes which nonetheless deserves to be to belong to the marketplace of ideas 
Achieving this social consensus is an immense task and will require both consistent legal implementations over time, but also daily conversations that we as a society and especially the socially privileged class need to have among ourselves. However, here as in many other cases, circumstances have made it possible for the Supreme Court to initiate that much-needed conversation. For these reasons, its intervention in the Haridwar Dharam Sansit case will be an important one.